Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz are back in action a week from tonight. A long All-Star week for them. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they're at All-Star weekend. The game's Sunday night at 6. Got the question of the day at PK with two Jazz players in. How much do you care about the All-Star game? Way more. thousand percent more. I don't. I thought the exciting part was that they got named a week ago. That was the highlight. You're not. It's all downhill from there. All right. Yeah. Got to pay attention. They're playing first time in. I got to watch it. I got to know what's going on. Otherwise, if they had zero members, I couldn't have cared less. But because they're in, I got to watch it, man. It's part of the assignment. Absolutely. They're in first time. This is their first time. I got to see it. See what happens. A defensive guy in a game in which has no defense intrigues me. What's he going to do? How much is he going to play? And when they build these guys up, if you make a play, I mean, TV people, they like to just heap praise. You know, they like to get their hands dirty. And so here's an opportunity. There's nothing controversial. So you can just lavish the praise big time. You don't have to worry about anything that can make it even remotely controversial. And TV people hate that to every degree. So here I want to hear what praise they're going to have because it reflects well on the franchise. So I am in 100%. We'll get your reaction coming up. Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. On Twitter, David DJ James. Open the phones, 855-340-ZONE. And Yach is waiting for you to grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic feature, and send us your Come take. on, people, use it. We haven't used it much recently, so we want more of it. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Kemba steps to his left, drops back to Tatum. Tatum, good first step, driving past Shamit, and throws it down hard with the right hand on Jermichael Green. Kemba moving to his left, floats back to Tatum. Tatum strong on Kawhi, drives, floats it off the window and in. Boston Celtics in double overtime beat the Clippers 141 to 133. Kawhi Leonard didn't shoot it especially well. Paul George left the game injured again. PK, he's played in a little more than half the games here. At what point are Clipper fans thinking, ah, they're just resting, they're just getting ready? And at what point do they think this is going to be a problem? We may never have all our guys together long enough to really get into the flow of this thing. You should have to ask Clipper fans. It was a nice game. I enjoyed watching the game. That was fun. Lou Williams came off the bench with 35 points, but he was 14 of 33 and needed 33 shots for it. And the Celtics finally pull out the win behind 39. Tatum just went off with his uh, 39.9 rebound performance. During the show yesterday, it broke Devin Booker, Sun Star, into the All-Star weekend. Damian Lillard is out after suffering a groin injury. How much whining was there in the Valley of the Sun over that? That he didn't make it originally? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was uh, one that thing came out uh, two weeks ago yesterday, I think it was. Uh, it came out somewhere in the afternoon, and they spent the whole afternoon. Well, the time I listened to it, and I didn't listen to the whole afternoon, but I listened to it in a traffic jam coming out of the golf tournament for about 45 minutes, and that was a big, big deal. All-Star Weekend kicks off with the Rising Stars Challenge tonight at 7. 
Saturday, of course, the three-point shootout, skills challenge, and dunk contest, and then the game Sunday. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Pritchard grabs the rebound. Ducks will stay undefeated at home. The final, 68-60. Oregon knocks off Colorado, and the Ducks control their own destiny in the Pac-12 once again. Oregon 8-4 in the Pac-12. They're now tied with uh, Colorado after beating Colorado at home. They were down in that game, PK, and they kept trying to come back, and they got close, and then Colorado hit a couple threes. But eventually they ran them down and got that win, 68-60. Yeah, Colorado, I thought they had a shot to win that, but they blew it. That uh, that Pritchard kid, two things. Feels like he's been there for eight years. Secondly, Cobb. Oregon keeps getting these high-profile recruits, these top 10 guys, bowl, bowl, and whatever that happened, bowl, bowl. You know, it's supposed to be all that in a bag of chips. Signed with the Nuggets, if I and, recall. And it's supposed to be, and, and, but yet Pritchard keeps just making big play after big play. He's done it now. Seems like he's done it for many, many years for what a college guy should do. And you got to give him credit, man. He just keeps plugging away. And uh, Colorado folded. They had beaten, uh, I think they beat Oregon earlier. That's why he was saying this uh, announcer they control their own destiny. It's too many games to go, and and it doesn't really matter. You're going to get in the NCAA tournament anyway. You You finish second and go to the Elite Eight. No one cares. True. (laughs) And they control their own destiny, but one sneeze, and they're back in fourth place in this league, too. Four teams with four losses or five? Uh, I think it's four. It's uh, Oregon and Colorado at eight and four. The uh, Arizona and Arizona State are at seven and four. Because for some bizarre reason, they've already played each other, so they've had their week where they only have one game. So that's why they've played 11 and the other guys have played 12. I don't understand that scheduling. The rivalry played each other twice in the first half. So yeah, if they got if all four of those teams got in, that would be good for the conference. I don't. It doesn't look like they'll get five. I don't know. Maybe they get four. If I'm Larry Scott and you told me I can get four, I take it. <laughs> USC and UCLA aren't all that far off the pace either. They're both seven and five. No, but I don't think the Bruins have a good enough record overall. You're losing at home to Hofstra. That's a problem. Yeah. And Stanford, uh, people were projecting them as an NCAA tournament team, but. The recent turn of events has made that seem much less likely. Yeah, I don't know that it's specifically the four that I mentioned, but I'm just saying if you can get four. Well, one thing that can happen here is with all these teams bunched up, the tournament could be wide open, so maybe a team I think it is. doesn't look like weeks. they're in gets that automatic bid. I mean, I think those. I think uh, Colorado and uh, Oregon and Arizona are in. I don't know about who, who the fourth team would be. The Utes went to Oregon State, and they were never really in it, PK. They got down big in the first half and never really showed any, you know, everybody has a run, and you get back in the game. That's They're, they're really young. They're young. They're young. On the Smoked road, they on are, the road, 70 to 51. <laughs> I know. In 70 to being young. Did not shoot the ball a lick. I mean, they just got to find a way to... to a, be competitive, and then they were competitive on the road against SC, and then they, but that's and I, about it. Yeah. But I thought maybe that's a young team, step forward, they're figuring stuff out. But since that SC game, they went to UCLA and got smoked, and they went to Oregon State and got blown out. And before then, yeah, I mean, they, they've got to build some momentum away from the Huntsman Center. They're running out of chances here. Uh, Stanford is a wounded ball club, and they get them Sunday night, so maybe that could happen. 
The Utes get Oregon Sunday night. Why do I keep thinking? I don't know. Other with the Arizona, Arizona schools again. <laughs> thinking that you did Arizona's. that yesterday. You and Phoenix Radio are messing you up apparently. Because I keep thinking about the Arizonas, thinking that they that they had the Bay Area trip, and it was such a big deal for the Cats being young. And I read that again this morning about them trying to gather momentum because they've been at Arizona's level. They've, they've been, been struggling the running road. in place. Yeah. You know, one step up, one step back, that type of thing. Seven o'clock Sunday well, night. Well, FS1. Forget it. They got Oregon. They got no shot. That's what I would think. But if they were playing Stanford, yeah, well, they're going to. They go to. <laughs> I they, know. They go to Stanford and Cal in a couple weeks, but they got the LA schools coming in. Well, I, th- at that weekend, I'll be talking about Oregon and Oregon State, though. Probably. <laughs> BYU, 18 three-pointers. That's a school record. And they blow Loyola Marymount out. It was a tight game for a while, and then in the middle of the second half, they ran away and hid. 77-54, the final score. Oh, I told you. At 10.30, it was over. I got a text from you at 10.20, actually, and it was funny because my wife was falling asleep on the couch. She's like, how much longer does this go? I said, well... I don't think this is the kind of game you have to watch to the end to break down. At some point, BYU's going to go on a run. They went on a run. I said, I think that's about it. I looked down at my phone. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Go to bed. It was uh, 50 to 31 at that point, and, and Hawes was playing well. I mean, that obviously, you set school records for threes. But I thought TJ really controlled the game. The game was in his hands. And I know Barcelo and others. Well, particularly Barcelo. Yeah, he was six threes. Uh, he was six of eight from three. Had it going on, but I felt you know he doesn't really control the ball. I felt like TJ had control. He was dictating everything in that game because he was setting guys up, and then when the ball would come back around to him and he'd get his feet squared, it's like he was feeling it. And he's having a pretty good senior season for sure. He's got the uh, Bogdanovich thing going. The ball when the ball comes back to him, that pump pump fake, and then that just that wait for a little hesitation for the flyby. And if the guy's flying to the left, just that one dribble to the right, and then boom. I like to think of it and Wang myself. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Connor Harding, rim, top of the backboard and in. That was a fortunate shot. Shooter's bounce right there. Utah State's going to take on Fresno State tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, ESPNU. Scotty G will have the call at 7.30. Fresno State's having a terrible year. They're going for win number 10. Utah State's going for win number 21. And BYU will be uh, presumably burying USD. San Diego's going for their 10th win. They're 9-18. and 18. BYU will be going for win number 21. That's on CBS Sports Network at 8 o'clock. The only way I could see the Cougars losing that is if several of their guys, and obviously it is BYU, so it would be several of their guys, came down with a bad sunburn. Wouldn't want that to Too happen. much fun in the sun. Sounds terrible. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Colorado reaching out to Kansas City Chiefs offensive quarter coordinator Eric Bieniemy to gauge his interest in returning to the alma mater. He was a star running back in the late 80s, 87 to 90. He's been an assistant coach at Colorado a couple different times on a couple different stats. He's the Super Bowl champs at Kansas City. Now he could stay and wait for the NFL head coaching job. Apparently one of the things with Andy Reid calling the plays is kind of a little bit of a hurdle for him to overcome on the way to being a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think he's going to call the plays as a head coach, so I don't think it's a big deal. I actually think it works 
tremendously to his advantage. And NFL because, owners think like you, then maybe he will stay in the NFL until see you. Well, the Never good mind. thing is either way he'll get a pay raise. And so that's what uh, that matters. And so that should hurt, but that should help him. But not, I, I heard that. I, I don't see how that's a disadvantage because most head coaches don't call the plays anyway. And so here, being able to watch one of the best coaches of our generation here in this particular era that just has lasted over 20 years, Andy Reid, and you've seen Doug Peterson win a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback and another guy who's sort of okay. To me, that's that's an absolute positive. That's not a negative, being able to say, yeah, I watched Andy Reid do his thing for a number of years, and he's taken, it's like he can take Joe Blow from we know where, off, from Idaho off the street and turn him into a, a representable quarterback, and then if he's got really good skill, he can turn him into the best in the game. To me, that's a complete and total advantage. I don't know what Eric Bieniemy wants to do, but I certainly wouldn't hold that against him if I decided that he was my guy. I would think that would be an advantage because I've seen that. Did Doug Peterson call the plays? He must have not. If Andy Reid's calling the plays, Peterson didn't call him. Peterson just fired his offensive coordinator this past offseason. And they won a Super Bowl. And nonetheless, he hasn't been given an NFL job. And there have been plenty of stories out there about African-American assistant coaches don't even feel like they're well, really that's, in the pipeline. story. Right. And so maybe this is all just, you I'm, know, blah, I'm blah, blah. I'm talking about the qualifications, up. that yeah. other stuff there. I don't understand that, but uh, that that's a whole other issue. You want to talk about that issue, I'm fine talking about that issue. Uh, but I'm just talking about his qualifications, how they're not, in my mind, dented because he's worked for Andy Reid. That's nothing but a positive. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think the Patriots knew they weren't signing him before the season started. I believe the Patriots are 100% done. I think the Patriots are okay and ready to move on. They know Brady's not coming back. I don't think they want Brady for $13 million. I don't think they want him, period. And I think that Brady knows it. So why why do you like a tweet from the L.A. Chargers? Christian Faria right there saying it's all a smokescreen. They're being nice for PR purposes, but Brady knows it's over. Patriots know it's over. Now it's just a matter of time to see where Brady lands. Or if he changes his mind and decides to retire, but it doesn't sound like that's the way this is going. I guess not. Well, something to follow. Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert says that quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is not done playing football, continues to rehab an elbow injury. He had season-ending surgery on the elbow last fall. Colbert would neither confirm nor deny that Big Ben underwent Tommy John surgery. Think of that more with pitchers. It's more baseball thing, but find out, I guess, from Roethlisberger at some point. Well, you know, instead of going every every fifth day, he'll go every seventh day. Brilliant. <laughs> Unless they get a Thursday night game. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't have to go then. Then it's five skip days and ten days. And you, can, <laughs> yeah. you skip a spot in the rotation. That's been known to happen over the course of the season. In fact, that's fairly common. <laughs> I mean, it's 15 starts. I mean, it's 16. Come on. Yeah. How many Super Bowl titles are left for this older generation of quarterbacks who's dominated the game? Zero. Really? They're not winning again. None of them. Not Breeze, not Roethlisberger, not Brady. Obviously, the two Mannings are gone now. You can throw Rodgers in there. 
That's Rogers what I was about to say. Is Aaron Rodgers part of that group? Yeah. Or is he no, still? 36. No, yeah, he's, yeah. Once you get over 35, you're... All right. Yeah, I put him in that group. Yeah. How about anybody in their 30s? Then we can lob Russell Wilson in. Well, I'd have to... Yeah, I think... He could win again. Yeah. That would have to. I, I don't know off the top of my head who's 29, who's 30. So I'd have Cam to. Cam Newton? I'd have to look. Cam Newton just needs to get on the field. Needs to be healthy. Yeah. All right. DJ and PK, that's what's trending. There's the headlines for the morning. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801 295 1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. All right. It's Friday going into a three day weekend. So if you want to screw around today, we're 100% in favor of that. And if you want to talk about the jazz players, we were very curious. PK and I uh, not of one mind with this. With two jazz players in, how much do you care about the All-Star game? We'll get to that next. Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK, Twitter, David DJ James. And of course, go ahead. Grab the phone, use the app, use the open mic feature. Yaka will get your audio. You can send us your take whether you're going to watch the All-Star game or not. Watch a little... Semi-pay attention, completely dial out, whatever it is. We need a romantic music today. It's Valentine's. Yak, y'all ready for that? We'll get it. It's my All daughter right. Jamie's birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, happy birthday, Jamie. Happy birthday, Jamie. And uh, also, romantic music. I've got several. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I've got several. <laughs> the memories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good. Well, I'll try to listen anyway. That's DJ a- PK. <laughs> it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Worst mistake I ever made as an official. Second and third, the shortstop was like, how many outs, Blue? How many outs, Blue? I look down at my clicker, I go, yeah, yeah, one out. Of course, the very next pitch gets hit right to her. She scoops it up, she's got to throw it to the plate. She fires it home, catch the light tag, safe. All of a sudden, this coach is like, Lacey, we got two down, go to first! And I'm like, they don't have two down. I look back at the scoreboard, says two, <laughs> and I just thought to myself, oh, I'm a dead man. <laughs> very next batter, base hit, three to one, oh, Oh, no, man. I'm standing there. I'm like, yep, here it comes. And I hear him like, Lacey, what are you doing? What, what, what? And all of a sudden I hear this, blue! He lit into me. Thankfully, they rallied and won the game 5-3. I don't know how. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Is this what you were talking about, PK? Start. Can't go wrong with boys to men. I bet a lot of people disagree yeah. with that. You want to pull a question? Well, I mean, no, it's okay. Not. I mean, they're knockoff of uh, prior Motown guys, but yes, they've, they've carved out a place. When you start getting like twenty-two boys to men, then you know you're something. You know, you keep replacing the guys. Well, this is all right. Yeah. The brand is so strong. We got to find somebody and plug them in. Like the original members have been dead for 20 years, but they're still touring. <laughs> Whatever works. Still getting it done. Yeah. Got to keep that American economy humming. Question of the morning with two jazz players in. How much do you care about the All-Star game? I thought the big news was the, uh, the day they were picked. All downhill from there. But you're ready for 48 minutes of All-Star basketball. They're not going to play 48 minutes of All-Star basketball. What do you think, 10 minutes for Gobert? That's well, why I, that see you by asking that question, you're inviting interest. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, that's the whole point. That's why we're going to watch to see what is it going to be. First time All Star doesn't have much uh, of a rep. All Star wise, people aren't paying the big money to go see see these guys. And 
That's not what it's about. So how much are they going to get? I got to see. And what are they going to do when they get it? I want to see Gobert call for the ball on the low block and go across the lane with a sky hook. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Okay. All right. All right. People want to see him meet up a, a star at the rim. Might as well be LeBron. And just reject him. That'd be nice, but I don't know if that's allowed. It's like an unwritten rule. You can't do that. But how's that going to be? See, that just adds into the intrigue. For someone who doesn't care, you're adding intrigue. Kevin says, Kevin's right with me. I'm glad the Jazz players are getting the recognition, but I could care less about the actual game. DeGiro lines up with you, though. I will watch every second of it. We don't have two Jazz players in an All-Star game every day. It's not about the game. I'm not interested in the game. It is how are these two guys going to do in their first of anticipated several All-Stars appearances. I want to see. And it's great publicity for the Jazz. Dan's on the fence. I don't know. Seeing Rudy in a game without defense is kind of a non-starter. I might watch the intros and their entrance off the bench and then go back to Netflix. I can go to Netflix anytime. True story. It's there for you 24-7. No, I want to see what happens. And what Mitchell... How much can he hang? How, how much flair is Mitchell going to have? Is he going to go down the lane and do some windmill dunk? Because he'll probably have the opportunity. Will they throw some lob? Is he going to act like, hey, I totally belong here. I'm one of these guys completely. Yeah, he's got the game to completely fit in. Yeah, I know. But how is he going to? Just because he has the game doesn't mean that he's going to. He's 23 years old. This is his first uh, appearance. We, he wasn't a heralded dude coming out of high school and all this stuff to where he has such a big rep to the point where some of these guys have such a big rep, they could practically fall flat on their face in college and still go in the top 15. Yes. Measurables matter a lot. And a college coach using you wrong and the game rules not being right for your skill set. Absolutely. Or you just didn't have the hype, and you, you were a, somewhat of a late bloomer because, I mean, nobody looks at Patino and says, boy, he's a crappy coach. <laughs> you know, he's got other issues, but his ability to coach basketball, I don't, I don't really think anybody calls that into question. At least I don't. So for Mitchell, it, it's something that uh, he was undervalued because he was a little on the smaller side. or you know, I, I didn't follow Mitchell in high school. I'd never heard of him until he got to – he's on the other side of the country – so until he got to Louisville, and I wasn't uh, hunkering down on Louisville either. I mean, I, I was aware of him, but I, you know, I saw him on draft boards and whatnot. But I had no idea that he would be like this. So, you know, what is he going to do? There's all sorts of ways these guys can get praised, and it just enhances the brand and it enhances the image. And a lot of it is image to sell. You know, perception. Yes. This is a place you want to be. You're going to get great coaching, stable management, great money. Money tends to be, you know, somewhat the same. Actually, maybe you get more money. You know, Kevin O'Connor used to talk about how you have to overpay a little bit to get guys to come in. And we know that that happened with Boozer and O'Kerr that one summer. So uh, the money's going to be great. And uh, they usually, I mean, their track record is probably as good as anybody's of not bringing in complete and total knuckleheads. So you're probably going to enjoy spending time with these guys, which is important to an extent. You know, you don't want it to be miserable. You don't want going to work to be miserable. It's hard to imagine going to play ball is miserable. But but there's still some situations wear on you. Yeah, and some situations are better than others. Yeah, and so, I mean, they vet that crap out and usually come up with you know, halfway decent guys for all we know, at least from the public perception-wise. And you, you talk to these guys, and they seem to enjoy one another's company. So all this stuff, you know, no, no one thing matters, but everything matters. 
And here you got an opportunity to have two guys. And you haven't had two guys in for over a decade. O'Kerr and Boozer. And when it and and uh, O'Kerr was like a four-time replacement guy too, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was plugged yeah, in at the end. A bunch of guys dropped out. Hurt. Well, here these two guys, nobody's dropping out. For them to get picked, they were picked, which to me says way more than some popular vote. They 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 were put in by the electoral coaches. <laughs> it's not popular vote. You're meshing the two things together. Well, it's the truth. Shelly says I'm happy they made it because it's important to them and to the franchise. I want them to play well, although the game to me is kind of a bore. I like the three-point skills challenge better. To be honest, I'm 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 most excited to hear Donovan commentating on the Rising Stars Challenge. All right, go ahead. If that's what you want to do, I'm fine with that. I I don't particularly care about that, but if you do, I'm okay with it. It's not about the actual game, though. I agree. It's about the how they do inside the game. How much opportunity they get. What do they say about them? How do they look? Are I guess they starry-eyed? Do I, they I, believe that they belong? I get if you're curious, especially about Rudy, because he doesn't have the game the way— I mean, Mitchell really has the game to play in the All-Star game. Hit threes, throw down an alley-oop, get out on the break. He's already run a dunk contest. He gets out on the break, he'll throw down the some. The hammer dunk, yeah. Some That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But Rudy's game doesn't really fit with the way we think of Which all-star Which makes games. it even more intriguing. Or not intriguing at all, I guess. Not I for wanna, me. I want to see Rudy hoisting up threes. That's what I want to see. <laughs> we just see him it. after practice yeah, when they let us it. in and you know he shoots that. Yeah. No, the, he, he becomes the most unique guy in the game then. That's even more intriguing. Not not at all. Here's a defensive guy in an era where it's about three-pointers and dunks. Here's a defensive guy who gets the electoral coach's vote. So the dudes who are there and their livelihoods depend on it, they vote him in. That means a whole heck of a lot. And so that once he steps on the floor, he becomes a storyline. Unlike any other player in that game. And the other where they got 12 and 12. So once he steps on the floor, he becomes the most unique individual. He might be the most unique individual ever voted by the coaches into the game because of the era that we live in. Dave says all-star games are stupid, in my opinion. Nothing more than a popularity contest and a league money grab. It's not about the game, man. Dave, it's a business, Dave. How dumb is Dave? (laughs) He's not dumb. He is, too. It's not about the game. It's about the jazz guys. The game has nothing to do with it. If the jazz guys weren't in it, I wouldn't pay a lick of attention Uh, to it. Okay, now Robert's starting to get sucked into your argument. It's not a, you're not. You're coming now, across the line to the right way. Wow! Imagine <laughs> I, you wouldn't even put in. Is this a joke or what? Because that's leading the witness. Leading the witness, your honor. He's starting to get sucked into your environment. In your <laughs> argument, are you the most hypocritical guy that I have ever done a show with? I just yes. I just tell the truth, and it makes you uncomfortable. And I'm the only guy you've done a show with. That's well, not permanently, true. you have filled in on many shows. <laughs> I was going to say, so like, you. on a permanent basis, or? I've done shows with just about everybody in the market. <laughs> I mean, over time, I had to freaking slog away for like six, seven years before I got the gig. You know that. Robert says, I will record the All-Star game, and then I will fast forward to see our guys play. I guess it'd be nice if they played. Oh, they will play. You're not, this is not like MLB where some guys don't get in. Cindy. 
<laughs> Cindy just blows him a kiss and waves goodbye. I've quit watching the All Star events, but I hope these two jazz players have fun. <laughs> That's uh, yes, yes, absolutely. And what are they going to do? You know, are they going to interview these guys? Spread the word. Gobert. It wasn't this year. It was his first year uh, when he won Defensive Player of the Year. When he said, you know, I want to win. I want to win here. That was like publicity you can't buy. You remember that? That's why Mary Jane Jones says it's a glam show, a popularity contest. I'd rather it be serious basketball to see how the stars can really compete with star-filled teams. Oh, sure, but that's another story. Yeah, that's not going to happen. These uh, guys are uh, they're worth too much money, and there's too much at risk, and they're just not going to do it. We're not going back. I, I know some people remember what the fourth quarter looked like in the 80s, but that's not happening again, so we all we, have to move on. We understand on. that. Yep. I don't. I don't have a problem with it if that's what they want to do. Because my, any time there's a sporting event that I don't like, there's an easy solution. You got it. You got a remote control. Yes. You change the channel. You hit yeah. the on or off button. Yes. I do it all the time. Right. Even on the games I love, I'm channel surfing during commercial breaks. Because these days, this isn't like when we grew up. These days, there's always a half a dozen games on. I go crazy when I hear people complain about. Whatever sport. If you don't like soccer, don't watch it. If you don't like women's basketball, don't watch it. So what? On down the line. But let them play. And if, and if you don't like the All-Star game, it'll be, is it a 6 yuck? Yeah. 6 o'clock. Yeah, 6 o'clock, and the Utes tip off at 7. You can, watch Utah so you can bounce back and forth if you want yep. between those. So there's always, there's yeah. always multiple things on. I don't begrudge the game anymore because I might as well just... I think BYU should do away with the honor code. (laughs) Stop it. It's not going to happen. Does the new format of the game this year do anything for you? Zero. I don't even... I I I know they did it, but then it went in one ear and out the other. Yeah, I'm with PK. They're taking the individual quarter scores and telling them at the end. And fine, whatever. I mean, they're they're trying. It's like trying to trump up the Pro Bowl. Come on, guys don't want to get hurt. It's too violent of a game now, and too much is at stake. I, I get that. So I've actually been a non-participant in the All-Star Game the last several years, but not this year. I'm going to watch it. And yeah, the the no D and the smiling and laughing, I don't want to see that. I want to see competition. I don't want to see these guys brawling. And I don't know. I've, I've come to accept I'm not going to get LeBron in a defensive stance as if the game depended on it. That's just not going to happen, and I'm okay with it now. I've come to the realization that that's cool. I'm fine with it, but I want to see what Gobert. They're going to bring positive publicity that this franchise hasn't had since the statues. That's a fact. Yeah, I believe that. Okur, Boozer, two players getting in, that was a one-off. Right. And they they took the money. Right. They came here. The other two didn't have a choice. I mean, they had to come here, too. But they were developed. Well, they were part of the brand as opposed to passing through. Okur was passing through the All-Star game. A confluence of events. It got him in. Good for him. But he wasn't going to be a five-time All-Star. No. He's an All-Star person, I'll tell you that much. One of the finest guys I've ever been around. You went on those trips to Mexico with him, and you golfed with him. Yes. So you can speak and, first. And plus, I had done some other stuff. Stuff around town. Yeah. And I saw the way he treated people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great interview. Always fun. Never blew people off. Still comes back occasionally. Is always friendly. Yeah. Uh, uh, one little complaint. We're at an event. He hits Dad, a golf ball too far. Uh, no. <laughs> it makes you feel bad about yourself. No. No, no I'm fine. I can, hang, I can hang with those guys. 
uh, we're at an event in Mexico and they come to us, okay, you got to go speak to the Ford dealers, seven o'clock in whatever ballroom. <laughs> you got it? This. Yeah. You got it? Yeah. Okay. Ready, break. Seven o'clock. I'm there. <laughs> no memo. Memo. <laughs> memo, not so much. 7.15. No memo. Just wasn't feeling it. So we got all these, I think it's Ford dealers in the room, right? So you get up, you're singing, you're dancing, you're playing so the So they look at me. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up there and, and I tell this story. My wife's grandmother she was from the South and worked on a farm and went to Detroit. That's how they moved to Detroit. And my, my mother in law was born in Detroit because they, her husband got a job in the auto industry because they had, and I'm just building it up, right? And then they moved, he dies. So my wife's grandmother dies. They, she remarries and blah, blah, blah. I'm building up this rags to riches story. And then we are in Utah and we have this issue with where our cars break down and we don't have any money. I'm just working for the watchdog and newspapers didn't pay well and I don't have any money. So my wife's grandmother, God rest her soul, because she's, she's deceased, she, uh, she gives me money. And these are Ford dealers, right? And she gives me money. She says, you can go buy a car. I got one condition for you to buy a car. And I said, yes, Grandma, I will obey with whatever you said. And these are four dealers. And she said to me, my one condition is you don't buy a Chevrolet. The Ford people go nuts. <laughs> you win. It's over at that I point. I made it up. <laughs> you win. He totally made it up. <laughs> and I just elongated the story to cover the time I was supposed those to guys, <laughs> Those guys have been in the sun all day. Might have been a few drinks flowing yeah, at a couple at that of the point, tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ah! Everything was for free. I can totally <laughs> see that. And I get up there and I'm walking up there thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Right? No, I just, <laughs> you're going to pull a story out of some body part. Wow, one in particular. And I just start rambling. I figure the more I talk, something will come to me. It always has. It's never let me down before. <laughs> Don't buy a Chevy. And I, as I'm saying it, it came to me, and that it didn't make it was not true. She did tell me to buy American. You modified it. I a did. Little. I did. So it wasn't completely a falsehood. There was a degree of truth, but I knew. And they're looking at me with beady eyes and sunburned faces, yeah. and the, and their their guts had been full. <laughs> you could go back and get as Where many going here? as many as much food as you want. So they were all in good moods, and it's in the winter because this is the time we would go. Yeah, you go on the All Star break. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was uh, it was probably uh, the Friday bef before the game or something. Those and, and anyway, Memo was just a top of the line guy. Absolutely great, great dude. Uh, but I think these guys bring the most publicity that this franchise has had since they've been in the finals. All right, DJ and PK, your feedback. we got more of you weighing in. It's a Friday. Hey, if you've got uh, music, got to throw that out on Twitter, Yaka. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll tag you. Valentine's it's Valentine's. Music. Then you yeah. got to treat your honey. I mean, Joe Ingles is taking uh, Renee to Cheesecake Factory. He told us that yesterday. I think he, may, I think he got that from the same body part. You got the Chevrolet story. He just threw that out there. Did you see all his hiking gear he bought yesterday? She's got him hiking? 
He's going to be going on a charity hiking event in Papua New Guinea this summer. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hoping wow. To, hoping to raise $100,000. Yeah. For autism or something else? I think autism is their cause. Well, they're doing autism, but he's done fire relief stuff, too. Yeah, he's doing so all, when, when PK oh, said oh, that, oh, I thought it was... there? I thought yeah, it was... For, the, for all the stuff they've yeah, had? Yeah, they're, sure, they're yeah, hiking yeah. a pretty famous trail, apparently, in Papua yeah. New Guinea this summer. So okay. he was yesterday getting hiking boots, backpacks, well, all that stuff. Geez, today's almost a spring day. You can get out and do that today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, pretty awesome. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Joint Scotty and Ants, Tuesday, noon to 3, My Hearing Center in Sandy, 8941 South, 700 East, Suite 204. It's Valentine's Day. It's February 14th. I don't really like this tune. What? I now that's a hundred percent different than what I thought. What I heard, I know. Ah, I thought, well, that's PK. He's right there. No, I love in. Marvin Gaye. If you're not this song, huh? but give me uh, what's going on. Give me mercy, mercy. They call okay. it the ecology okay, yeah. tune. So two different things here. You've got other Marvin Gaye tunes you like more, or you really don't like this song. Because if you've got other, like if this isn't your favorite Marvin Gaye, I totally get that. I mean, I guess I can live with it, but it's like I heard it so many times. It's like Sweet Home Alabama. It's, it's a cliche. And so, and everybody goes to, exactly, when they go to, you know, you want to, <laughs> you know, okay. you play this tune. No. So it's a good enough song. It's just worn out. I can I buy that, too, as it. opposed uh, to, okay. I, I don't like I, the but song. But I never really latched onto it the way people did, hmm. even when I first heard it. That's okay. Just don't say it's a bad song, because it's a good song. It's not. But I totally get that it's overplayed. It's way it's down on the list. not your favorite. If I'm going for, I want to get romantic, and, and usually, you know, the women I'm with, I don't need to do anything to, you know, they just, they obviously, they're attracted to me. So I don't. Man, I'm glad this is a I don't need any ash for Dijak, you know what I mean? It just, there's, there's no need for music. The music has already been singing, so to speak. You know what I mean? Well, no, you don't. What am I saying? That's Thank you. There. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> nope. No idea. What was I thinking? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Get me Gordon. He would know. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's wrong on multiple levels. He would. We would have that vibe going between us. <laughs> but not you. No. Gordon in his sandals and his white socks. No, in his prime. Not now. <laughs> oh, in his prime. No, oh, in his prime. He I've seen pictures. That a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it was all just a setup to take a shot at Gordon. Now I understand. <laughs> I mean, See, the more you talk, the more stuff comes to you. <laughs> absolutely. Just keep blathering. You'll hit something. It's worked so far. <laughs> hey, dance with the one who brung you. In this case, your mouth. So, yeah. I have, hey, man, I've got myself into some jams over the years, and every time I've been able to talk my way out of it. <laughs> yes. Including in this company a time or two. <laughs> so, I can handle the tune, but Listen, it's not my go-to. If you're going to have a problem with the Tory who? Tory Ellis? Tory Ellis bobblehead doll. I'm not your guy. <laughs> That's an all-time line. I wish I'd been there for they it. They sort of liked it. I know. You're here. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but if I'm going, 
If I'm going right at the top, I think I got to go Al Green, let's stay together. That one's coming up. Linda Ronstad, ooh, baby, baby. Starts out with the sax. Sax is a romantic instrument. <laughs> Believe me, I've played it many so are times. You a Kenny G fan then? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I've got actually I have a couple of his CDs. I've got a Christmas CD that I just totally love. But then you have Linda's sultry sounds. Yeah, true story. And I'd she, still go Al Green though. And she's from Arizona. No, oh, there so it is. You're biased. We got the connection. You're biased. <laughs> we got the connection. She doesn't know you exist, but we have the connection. <laughs> We've crossed paths. Yeah. I was living down there. On I think the her freeway. Uh, her brother, her father, was chief of police. Look it up. And uh, and then also too, John Legend, Save Room. Love hurts sometimes when you do it right. Yeah. Those are my three. Top my three. I, you people out in Radio Land, those are my three. Al Green, Linda Ronstad, John Legend. Three romantic tunes. What do you got? We'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK. Hey, don't David, don't Div- give me come come, you saints. David Locke's, <laughs> David Locke's coming up at <laughs> 830 right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.